In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome to Sunday celebration of Mass. Today is the first Sunday of Lent. As we begin our Mass again, we invite the young children to go to the hall where they will celebrate the Word of God on their own. Today in the reading of Mass, we hear of the 40 days that Jesus spent in the desert or the wilderness, and of course those 40 days become for us the 40 days of Lent, and they are in actual fact a journey towards Easter, to the great feast of the resurrection, but also those uh, days remind us of the journey which is the Christian life itself, uh, a journey which uh, takes place in this life and leads for all of us uh, to eternal life. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord of mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendor the Father, Christ of mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life, Lord of mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, through the yearly observance of Holy Lent, that we may grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ, and by worthy conduct pursue their effects, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said to the people, The priest shall take the pannier from your hand and lay it before the altar of the Lord your God. Then, in the sight of the Lord your God, you must make this pronouncement. My father was a wandering Aramean. He went down into Egypt to find refuge there. Few in numbers, but there he became a nation, great mighty and strong. The Egyptians ill-treated us. They gave us no peace and inflicted harsh slavery on us. But we called on the Lord, the God of our fathers. The Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, our toil and our oppression. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with mighty hand and outstretched arm with great terror and with signs and wonders. He brought us here and gave us this land, a land where milk and honey flow. Here then I bring the first fruits of the produce of the soil that you, the Lord, have given me. 
you must then lay them before the Lord your God and bow down in the sight of the Lord your God. The word of the Lord. Be with me, O Lord, in my need. Be with me, O Lord, in my need. Those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High and abide in the shade of the Almighty, say to the Lord, my refuge, my stronghold, my God, in whom I trust. Be with me, O Lord, in my need. Upon you no evil shall fall, no plague approach where you dwell. For you has he commanded his angels to keep you of St. Paul to the Romans. <coughs> Scripture says, The word that is the faith we proclaim is very near to you. It is on your lips and in your heart. If your lips confess that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. By believing from the heart, you are made righteous. By confessing with your lips, you are saved. When scripture says, those who believe in him will have no cause for shame, it makes no distinction between Jew and Greek. All belong to the same Lord who is rich enough, however many ask for his help. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The word of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. King of eternity. 
by bread alone do we live, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Praise to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit through the wilderness, being tempted there by the devil for 40 days. During that time he ate nothing, and at the end he was hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to turn into a loaf. But Jesus replied, Scripture says, Man does not live by bread alone. Then leading him to a height, the devil showed him in a moment of time all the kingdoms of the world and said to him, I will give you all this power and the glory of these kingdoms, for it has been committed to me and I can give it to anyone I choose. Worship me then and it shall all be yours. But Jesus answered him, Scripture says you must worship the Lord your God and serve him alone. Then he led him to Jerusalem and made him stand in the parapet of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said to him, throw yourself down from here. For scripture says, he will put his angels in charge of you to guard you. And again, they will hold you up on their hands in case you hurt your foot against a stone. But Jesus answered him, it has been said, You must not put the Lord your God to the test. Having exhausted all these ways of tempting him, the devil left him to return at the appointed time. The Gospel of the Lord. Last week I was invited to go to St Bride's Primary School to speak about a favourite book. And if you have a child or children at the school, you'll know that it was World Book Day uh, on the 7th of March. And each day on that World Book Day, we're encouraged to uh, inspire the children to read or to continue to read. The book that I chose to speak about on the occasion was that famous book, The Lord of the Rings. And it might be a book that you yourself have read, and maybe you have seen those films uh, that depict the book. It was certainly a favourite book of mine in my own young days, and I was able to read it on a number of occasions I can remember. If you know about the book, it's written by a man called J.R.R. Tolkien, who himself was an eminent Oxford scholar and professor, who himself was interested in languages, but also in uh, ancient tales. The story that he creates, uh, just to explain it to you, takes place in a fictional place called Middle Earth. But it's the same kind of earth that we know, rivers and uh, hills and seas and so on. But in this world is uh, inhabited by different people, by hobbits and elves and dwarves, and men also, men and women also. 
There's a backstory uh, for this particular book, which is all about a ring that is found by one of the creatures, the hobbits, the hobbit. Uh, but in the story itself of the Lord of the Rings, we find out the identity of this ring and its owner. And the owner of the ring is an evil ruler, who, if he gets possession of the ring, in which all his power has been contained, if you like, then it will be a period of terrible darkness for Middle-earth. The story itself is really about the tale of those who bear the ring itself and, of course, their attempts to eventually destroy the ring and, of course, destroy the power of this person. The tale itself finishes with the outcome itself, which seems impossible, that they're actually able to go to Mordor and spectacularly destroy uh, the ring itself in the flames of Mordor. But as the story itself unfolds, what we find is that the ring itself seems to have a kind of power, and it tempts those who are around about it in some way or another uh, to somehow uh, claim the ring for themselves. It promises them things that they themselves might want in their life, power and maybe wealth and things that are irresistible for them. The temptation itself is often too great and it seems that people will kill to possess this ring. Even the person who is charged to destroy the ring in the end seems unable to do it. Today at Mass, what we have heard of is that same sense of temptation. It appears in the Gospel of today's Mass. The temptation that those people experienced is the temptation which very often we experience in our own lives as well. And we hear also that Jesus experiences temptation in the desert and in the wilderness, but his uh, reaction to it is different. He sues through the emptiness and the vanity and the foolishness of the things that he's tempted with and resists these temptations. When temptation comes for all of us, we very often find it very difficult to resist the temptations that we experience. For temptation itself can be a very powerful force in our own lives. We can seem very weak before the temptations that we're faced with. We say very often that we won't give in to the temptations, but before we know it, our self-control buckles. Temptation itself is a way of getting into our brains and into our minds in ways in which we don't think that it can. Sometimes we kind of think the temptation, what harm will it do to us, and then we give in to it. The thing that we've been tempted with will satisfy us and give us the thing that we most of all want. And yet, when we give in to it, we realise how shallow it is and how disappointed we become with it. We tell ourselves very often that we won't be fooled the next time by the temptation. We will be stronger and more resolute. But so often our own will itself is weak and our ability to resist the temptation is low. You'll remember that in the book of Genesis that Adam and Eve and also the very first uh, people uh, also have temptation. The tree itself and the fruit uh, is irresistible to them. And of course, the serpent 
seems to tempt them with something that they themselves want, and they eventually eat uh, of the fruit. But of course, they are far from satisfied with what they've received. Temptation also is one of the themes of uh, one of my other favourite novels as well. And you might know this story too, The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. If you know the book, the story itself is about Dorian Gray himself, who has a picture painted of himself and somehow enters into a pact that the painting itself will engage uh, with all his vices uh, and that he will be able to remain young uh, and beautiful and handsome. The picture itself uh, becomes just that, a kind of evil-looking picture, and he himself remains young and fit and handsome as well. On the surface, the painting itself uh, turns a kind of uh, ways that he would not have wished, but he himself uh, remains the same as the years go by. In the end of the story, he stabs the painting itself, hoping to get rid of all of his vices, and yet he kills himself in the process. And then what is found is a narrowed old man uh, who's hardly identifiable to the people uh, that had known him. It's in actual fact a story of a kind of moral parable, if you like, uh, for today, how avarice and pride and so on can consume a person. Dorian himself enters into a pact with the picture and with the devil himself. He looks all right on the surface, everything seems to be okay, and yet all of the vices of his own life has turned him into an ugly individual. Jesus, in the Gospel of today's Mass, refuses to enter into that pact with the devil. He doesn't make the contract that uh, Dorian Gray does, nor Adam and Eve do as well. He knows the lies and the deceits and the dishonesty of the devil. He knows that he, the evil and the vices that very often lure human uh, beings, power and possession, and so on. Jesus himself in this gospel passage, remains free from all of these things and, of course, offers to human beings also a way out of those vices. No longer to walk in the wilderness or in the desert, but there is a path out of the wilderness and desert for all of us. During Lent, then, we are reminded of this struggle itself that all of us are engaged in, those temptations that very often afflict us, And we're encouraged during this Lenten season to do what we always do, to master these things, not to allow them to overcome us. We have our breastplate, our helmet, our sword, to go into battle with these things and the spiritual warfare that we're engaged in. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, and through him all things were made. For as men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, 
and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. In the psalm today, we are reminded that God is our refuge and our fortress that protects us. We ask God once again to give us his protection. For the church, Christ's body on earth, that it will be inspired, encouraged, and strengthened by its spiritual journey through Lent. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who are called by God to serve the church in ministry, that they might be worthy ministers of word and sacrament. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who are lost in the wilderness and see no path, no clear way out of the desert, that during Lent their eyes may be open to the way God sets before them. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the ability to accept the cross in our life, to take it up each day and follow the Lord. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That we may serve the poor in our life, after the example of Christ, who came to lay down his life for us. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For peace and harmony in family life, and for all intentions of family life that we bring to Mass. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For children preparing to receive the Sacrament of Reconciliation, that God's mercy may always be in their life, especially through the sacred sign. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For all who have died and all that we are asked to remember. Lord, hear us. Almighty God, let no evil befall us, let no affliction harm us. Send your holy angels to watch over us. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
please join in hymn number 574, Peace, Perfect Peace. brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Give us right dispositions, O Lord, we pray, to make these offerings, for with them we celebrate the, the beginning of this venerable and sacred time. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. By abstaining forty long days from earthly food, he consecrated through his fast the pattern of our Lenten observance. And by overturning all the snares of the ancient serpent, taught us to cast out the leaven of malice, so that celebrating worthily the Paschal mystery, we might pass over at last to the eternal Paschal feast. And so with the company of the angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim. Thank you. 
We are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign of peace.
all the temptations and leads us out of the desert. Happy are those who are called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy of his gentleness in my life, but only so the word to my soul. Just 
Please join in hymn number 207, Come Back to Me. Tree. 
Let us pray. May the sacrament we have received purify us, we pray, O Lord, and grant your servants freedom from all blame, that those bound by a guilty conscience may glory in the fullness of a heavenly remedy. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Just to encourage you to make the most of the Lenten season and just to remind you that there are Stations of the Cross on Mondays and Wednesdays here in the parish uh, and also obviously morning Masses and Masses at the weekend as well. Uh, So uh, I do encourage you if you can get to morning Mass to be here in the morning uh, and uh, maybe in the weekend if you're working obviously then uh, do come on the Saturday morning just to uh, obviously make the most of the Lenten season. Uh, and also, uh, uh, if you can, come to the, the Stations of the Cross uh, during the week. Uh, these are important things that are obviously part of the Lenten season and an invitation to you all to take part in. So do come along uh, if you've never been before to Stations of the Cross, which many of you maybe have not been to. Uh, then please do feel free to join us for that. And especially if you've got children, uh, bring the children and come as a family as well. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 194, Christ Be Beside Me.